Yo, yo, yo. It is Sound Advice, episode seven. We've had, I've had some technical difficulties, so we're late getting on here, but <laughs> we're here. It's fine. I, I did put up a poll today, fellas. Did you guys get a chance to see that? I, I feel like I saw a poll, but what I don't remember what poll. Yeah, like a poll or yeah. Let, let me go to my channel real quick so you guys can check it out. So it, this is very oh. scientific. I want to show you before we get started here. Oh, like a voting poll. Yeah, like a voting poll. So check this out. The question was: One hour to sound advice. Are y'all ready? Now they had four. They could choose yes, like with heavy emphasis, sure, or Meh, and then they <laughs> could pick no. We've had 28 votes, and luckily we're at 79% on yes, 4% on sure, and, and 18% on meh. So at least we're not no. We're, there's no no's. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's not too bad. That's uh, I, We would I'm, call that a statistically significant result in my line of work. Yes. <laughs> it, in my line of work, we would say just don't put which ones they're excited to see because we don't necessarily want to know. All right. So what are we talking about today? Does, who wants to announce this? Do either one of you guys want to take a stab at what we're doing? It's your no. channel. You're in charge. Right. You go, so, boy. <laughs> my idea for this one was DIY hidden gems or, or gems that people, speakers, whatever it may be, tools that people don't always look at or websites they don't always look at and just kind of expose them to some of the you know DIY stuff that we know about that maybe everybody else doesn't know about. Yeah, I'm excited about this because I know when I first got started, you know, of a couple places, but even, even if you go to the website like Parse Express or something of that nature, you don't necessarily know what's good on there, right? I mean, they got a million yeah. speakers. And you're like, oh, what's the good one to go for? And you can't trust the reviews because there's some stuff on there that I know to be just garbage that has great reviews. Right. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's some pile car audio speakers, some cheap pile coaxials that have five star reviews, and it's like. I thought this was like an audiophile customer base here. We we should know better than that. Does it, what does pile stand for? Pile of what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never mind. Just put it in a pile in the corner. Oh, put it in a pile in the corner. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I've I've never liked pile. I don't. I don't know that they've ever. Maybe they've made quality units at some time, but I I don't know of any. You know, there was well, a time back in the day. Made quality stuff for them. Oh yeah, they were never made. They always. Had it manufactured by someone else? Is that what you're saying? Well, um, um, struck Eminence. Eminence used to make some pile drivers. Oh, Eminence back, is back good. Yeah. So. And, and back in the day, Pile had some. Um, I think they had a show truck. I remember with a tilting bed with like it was just full of tens that yeah. apparently won some contest or something. It played loud because when you put you put enough ten inch subwoofers in the bed of a pickup truck, it'll be loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you start us off with High Five Vega? What's what's one of your hidden gems? Okay, so I'm gonna hit you guys. I, I want to share my screen again. Let me open this up just so oh. we can check them out. These uh, are probably not very known. You guys may know about them, but not many people do. These are the Aries SK3 wideband drivers. You guys, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a sucker for wideband drivers. I have a fondness for them. I just really like them. That's um which wideband another another way of saying wideband for other people that are listening is also full range basically. Right. And, and these ones cover they rate them 100 hertz to 20,000 hertz. So you know Maybe I, I'm not, I've never played with these, so they could be that far, but I'm saying probably 200 to 18K realistically easy. So I've never seen those. Can you, can you educate me a little bit? I know you're on is you're on the audible physics um, yeah. website. Is that where you're at? Right. This is, is SLA, SLA acoustics, one of their brands, or is this a brand they sell? Who are these people? This is where they sell all the audible physics drivers. Now they sell the, the home, stuff 
as well as the car audio focused stuff on this page. And this is kind of their entry level stuff. It's somewhat new to me, but <laughs> entry this level is for ninety dollars a pair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, that's like not the, bad. The, the Ram twos, I believe, are around two fifty a pair for some two inch. So, yeah, this this is their entry level, and I have extensive experience with the Ram twos. So, if these perform anywhere near those, uh, what size very, are very good deal. Are those four inch or what are they? So these, I believe, are the three inch. Three inch. Let's see here. Look at that. Look at that resonant frequency, 90, 96 hertz. So that's perfect for crossing over at 250 hertz and up and just letting those things run. Right. And then we can kind of zoom in here a bit and check them out. So I first heard about this website and these speakers when I was hanging out on the DIY mobile audio forums. I probably spent two years of my life hanging out there and, and being active and stuff, trying to learn about these kind of things. And so when you talk about hidden gems, I'm always really confused because, well, hidden from who? Because, I, you know, a lot of people in our audience probably know about these things. I'm just kind of curious, you know, how many people have seen these things before? Can I get like a, like a hashtag me in the chat if you've seen those? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm actually curious about that as well, because I didn't know about these till a few months ago. I, I've been to this website several times. I've used a lot of uh, Audible Physics products, but... A couple months ago, I, I just browsing as one does for new equipment, and I seen these, and I was like, oh, man, I almost bought them uh, just on a whim, but I, I resisted this time. Yeah, I, they, they look really interesting. They look well-made. I'm not real familiar with them, uh, I mean, but I can, yeah. I can see why you'd want to try those. Of course, I, I don't use a lot of full-range drivers, I although I will say they did use some in my – reveal micro speakers uh although i did use a tweeter with them too because sometimes when you get off axis with a full well when you get off axis with a full range you're going to have those those issues and with home audio you you typically want pretty good on axis and a little bit and off axis so um, i actually designed the reveals which a lot of people don't know about it's too bad because they're like 30 bucks to build they're really cheap to build and they're really nice little um desktop speakers but drop drop, drop drop links in the in the description on that guys so we can share people i'm kind of like to see those yeah the yeah. reveals are really really tiny and they're fantastic little speakers for 30 bucks i actually had a patron over the other day and i designed him some speakers and i he had also built these and he just he goes nuts over these speakers he just he loves them for you know especially for how cheap they are that's that's what kind of you know the on and off axis on these up to 10k, it's pretty tight. Uh, as you get into the higher frequencies, though, you, you're going to see, you know, a significant drop over here. But yeah, yeah, nobody our age can hear above 10k anyway. So all I mean, right, speak for yourself. <laughs> I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can. I can hear it. It's just a lot of us can't. <laughs> All right, Justin, what, what do you got? What's one of your picks? You see, I've been I've been really stumped because I feel like I'm that guy who's the last to know about everything. Uh, I, you know, I'm always the last to know. But a couple of things that I've experienced and tried out over the years that I love, this is one of them right here. I'll just do a live unboxing on the screen. And what I like about these, it's not so much about performance. It's about what you can do with them. This is one of those little exciters, guys. And I mean... Stick it to anything that turns into a speaker. Is it going to be a hi-fi speaker? No, but it's a neat party trick, right? You can you know, stick it to a window, and you've got a window that is a speaker. Um, and it's just got this 3M adhesive. And all it is is a, is a magnet and a voice coil. And and some people think they sound halfway decent. And if designed right, can can be okay. Um, you're not going to win any contests with them, but they're just fun to mess with. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, and there's all they sell all kinds of different exciters, and it's the same thing. A bass shaker, by the way, is an exciter. It's just that they only do low frequencies. I actually use some of these, and I, I took one of those cheap Harbor Freight boxes that you can buy. Like they're they're tough cases. They're supposed to be like they're um who who's that famous company that makes the Apache case? Yeah, the, the Apache case. Yeah, yeah, like yeah I Pelican. keep my GoPros in those. So yeah. I built a self enclosed one where I attach these on the inside. Put some bad a battery pack in there and a little amplifier, the Dayton Audio amplifier battery pack combo. 
and threw it in the pool. We can listen to music. While <laughs> we're in the pool. How did it sound? And did it do a good job transmitting sound underwater? Well, it doesn't. It floats. It floats. So, oh, right. You know, you know it's cool because, yeah, exactly. They're airtight, so they float. So you can actually use them. Like, I had a couple guys that actually built them and, and have them going down canoeing down the river um, or tubing down the, you know, their little um, streams, I guess, rivers. See, that's perfect to. for that because if you knock it over, you're not going to break it. Those cases, I mean, the Apache cases are just um, the Harbor Freight's version of that case is really solid. Yeah, they're, they're nothing like, they're not audiophile quality, but it's the cool factor, right? Throw it in the pool. Exactly. You it's don't have to worry about nothing's going to get damaged ever. I mean, all your electronics are going to stay good. Your speakers aren't going to get ruined. You're not going to have to worry about the sun beating down on the speakers or the surrounds or anything. You know, it's going to stay in good shape forever. So pretty much. Like if you got a drop ceiling in your office, just pop open the drop ceiling and stick some of those inside the drop ceiling and uh, run some wires and you'll have a custom speaker set up that no one can find except by <laughs> tracing out the wires. Yeah. <laughs> or put them as your rear surrounds inside yeah. your wall. Inside. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, that's actually a good idea. If, if you watch some of my videos, I've got a pair that are just made out of foam board that are on, they're my bench speakers and they're just hanging on the top of my bench, not stuck to the wall or anything. If someone slams the door, they fall over. <laughs> um, but they're just fine for when I'm out in the garage, just, Messing can you around. like I want can you series music. those in parallel? Oh, yeah, dude. absolutely. Oh, dude. It, yeah, like you can make you a whole like wall. 10 of them, like 10 of them yeah. <laughs> for the right channel, 10 for the left. And I'd say the, the, yeah. the panels I'm using for my, that I'm using, um, four of those on the back wall would sound just as good as a uh, crappy home theater in a box, or probably better home theater in a box surround speakers, and they're flat against the wall. Wow. That's yeah, pretty they, they're pretty neat. I, I like exciters. I actually, it's funny. The first time I went to Parch Express uh, Midwest Audio Fest, that's all I talked about. They they wanted me to do a live presentation on exciters, and that's all I talked about. I, I, I think exciters are fantastic for, you know, the purposes that you want to use them for. Not hi-fi, but they're they're neat. Yeah. So what what do you got, Nick? What What's? Um, Well, you know what? I wanted to talk about... There's two subwoofers I really wanted to talk about. Um, so I'll kind of talk about them. <laughs> I, know, but I know what they are. You want to take a guess? Yeah. Well, you can guess one of them. I don't think you'll guess the other one because I haven't talked about it yet. Oh, well, um, then I don't have a guess then. Well, you have, you probably, the, the first one is one of my favorite ones of, of all time for small subwoofers. So many times you want a, a subwoofer that can actually go low that's small and you can't find it. And that's the Tangband W5 1138 SMF. The thing is awesome. <laughs> I use this thing all the time. I used it in the Dynas. I used it in the Mini Earthquake. Although I think I used right. the Neo motor in the Mini Earthquake. But this thing only needs about a 0.35 cubic foot box. And it can tune down flat to basically 32 hertz. So you're getting ridiculous response out of 5 core. And the thing is, it's underrated in its power. It can accept a lot more power than that. Whether your port will accept a lot more power as far as like chuffing, because it ends up being a big port after a while, uh, is another thing. But these would are perfect for especially car audio. If you wanted something small in your car, you could easily put like even two of these and not take up much room, and you get a really good response. Home, home office, desktop, love that. Now, say you want to go something bigger. Say you know what, five and a quarter is just not big enough for me. I need the big guns, so I want to do something for home audio, but I don't want to break the bank. So you can always go like with Dayton Ultimax, things of that nature, but they're too, they're so expensive. And by the time you get really into it, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend that much money. So here comes the Dayton PA 460. There it is. 18 inch woofer. It's only a hundred dollars. Is this the one you used for the, uh, the hidden build? The one that looked like a piece of furniture? It, no, this is not that one. That was a 15 inch. That was $150. This is an 18 inch at a hundred dollars. So even better value at that. It's, What's the FS on that thing? Um, the FS is pretty high. It, it's oh, look at the sensitivity, up, 97 20, decibels. 20, 28, 28. That's, that's not is, bad. For yeah, 100 bucks, yeah. 98. That's crazy. This, this thing, people, you know, you typically need to DSP this a little to get the most performance out of it. But it's got a three-inch voice coil, man. That's right. Three-inch voice coil. It can handle, what, 500, 500 watts of RMS? Yep. Easy. Um, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic over most people use them for mid bass. 
uh, in their home theaters. But th these, a couple of these in your home theater will will rock your your home theater. And if you, I add mean, do you theater, really need a subwoofer so. if you've got eighteen inch drivers in your in your main speakers? No, uh, no, people are using these <laughs> yes. as, as, as subwoofers. People are using these as subwoofers. I do want to design a speaker with these sometime. I think it'd be really cool to do a three way with the PA four sixties on the bottom, some type of mid range and a tweeter and keep it right around that 98, 99 decibel sensitivity. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, Jesse mentioned too, that, uh, the VBSS enclosure for the PA four sixty on the AVS forum is, is a good, really good, uh, thing to look at. So if you're on AVS forum, you can take a look at the VBSS enclosure. Very good. Um, I just, I want to really quickly, uh, just get to Marty juniors. That is coming out. The, the he's asking about the eighty dollars subwoofer build that was supposed to be out this past week. I am so sorry, guys. I am so sorry. Um, I looked at my video footage and half the video footage was bad. It just didn't come out. So I have to. And never stops me from posting a video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? Was I, this a video oh, you were you were telling us about? Like, yeah, man, I'm just making episode. these guys wait for no reason. No, yeah, <laughs> like laughing maniacally and all that. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, yeah, that is literally the one where I, I, I'm like, man, I'm gonna get it out this week, and I had, I hadn't looked at the video footage yet, and that's when I realized I need a lot more lights in my shed because it's all grainy. I mean, unless I wanted to do like a grindhouse style video, it's not gonna work. <laughs> I mean, that that could be uh, that could be an interesting choice, I suppose. I, I do have another pick here, so. You guys probably know about this one. Oh, yeah. You may or may have not have used it. I've been drooling over those for a few years. Yeah, so these are basically a total ripoff of the Audible Physic Ram 2s. <laughs> um, literally, they uh, confiscated the tooling. <laughs> and there's like a big, long story with this. I don't know all the details, so I can't get into it. But How did you find uh, out the big, long story? Though? How, do you, how did you get this insider knowledge? Because I know guys... Because I know, know guys. the guy that did, builds all the Audible Physics speakers. I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, I know a guy who knows a guy. Well, here's the real question. Does Audible Physics have their own factories? Because that's that's yes. always the issue, right? Oh, they do? Okay. They do now. They do now. Because I was going to say, a lot of yeah. times when this, that happened, it's because they didn't really own the factory and things go missing from the factory, yeah. right? And I'm sad. I'm kind of. I'm not sad to say this, but I will tell you that these, while not exactly like the Audible Physics Ram Two, for the money, they are, are as close as you'll ever get. They're literally, um, what you know, twenty percent of what the Ram Twos <laughs> ever cost. So. That's a good deal. Well, that's uh, you know th those are nice too because once again another full range driver. Now, what is how do they, they they must be crossed over by 150 200 hertz though right i believe i have to check on these because i don't know if they're different yeah it what's looks the, like uh, what's the resonant frequency i can't see it from here 139 yeah. it looks like it says 139 to 20 yep, so yeah probably 200 or so that that's what i think i i crossed mine over at 500 just because my setup but I know that these will play, you know, around 200 hertz, 250, something like that. That's nice. I, I like that idea. That's a good idea. Two inch, I think, is is like the the perfect size for like a full range because you still get a really good off axis. Not like great off axis compared to like a three quarter inch, but you know what I mean. Yeah. For I'd full love range, to see. I'd love to see the off axis axis measurements on that thing because if they were I, good, that's exactly that might what be. I was thinking, and it's not here. <laughs> yeah, like the one thing we need to know to verify that yeah. this is a good idea. But we can figure out the point for beaming. I was just watching uh, Aaron's audio corner, and he showed the math for figuring out beaming. It's like I'd, I'd seen it before, but it was nice that just today I watched one of his videos, so we could figure that out. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty easy because it just goes off the sides. But keep in mind, a nominal two-inch speaker isn't necessarily two-inch speaker. You That's take right. Look, what is this? This looks like it's a 58.5 millimeter, which I don't yeah. know. What that is, and and this is the and thing. I units. mean, nominal speaker sizes mean absolutely nothing. When you start digging into raw drivers, you're buying stuff from Parks Express, Media Sound, Media Sound. How do you Madia. say uh, Madia. Madia Sound? Madia, like it's Ma like it's oh Madia Sound, Madia. I'm sorry, Madia. 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 Um, 
I was called it and this isn't one of my gems, but I've got a, a four inch driver just sitting right here. It's one of those little Dayton audio reference four inch drivers. And, you know, they call the four inch driver and the model number is RS 100 dash four. And the, the 100 is like the in millimeters, you know, outside diameter of the, um, uh, of the entire driver. It's how they get their numbers. And it's like, ah, that's not a four inch driver. That's, that's a three and a half inch driver guys. So you yeah, can't. And, and if you do, if you what? go onto here and look for speakers, you'll notice that they give you a range three to four inch, six to seven inch, yeah. just specifically for that reason. Well, you know, and it's, it's funny though, cause nominal, it's just same with wood, right? Someone says, I want a one by four, they go and it's three quarters inch by three and a half. And it's like, guys, if you know, it's, if, if every time it's three quarters inch by three and a half, just call it that. Like, don't call it a one by four. Right. It's not a one by four. If you can get it perfectly three quarters, but, um, yeah. but yeah, they usually talk about the outside frame is what it's considered. Um, when I was doing the Klipsch KL 650s, that was a big sticking point is their speakers, even though they call them six and a half inch drivers, um, really weren't, really weren't. I mean, they were actually under. The ones I used were actually a little bit bigger, although the outside frame was six and a half inches, and they considered them six inch. It's it's weird. There's, yeah, uh, you know, just and then they give it, it to us in, in millimeters and be like, "I need to see that in freedom units, sir." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. All right, Justin, you got another good pick so for us. You, you uh, right along the same lines, and you've got the uh, how do you say it again? Mad Madison, whatever the hell that website's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just said hell, so we just lost our monetization. Oh um, no, we're dead. Um, I ordered some of uh, the SB17s from SB Acoustics off that website, and uh, and they're in my doors. I went with the um, um, with the poly cone. What's cool about that driver? They got a paper cone, they got a poly cone, they got a carbon cone, they have a ceramic cone. I don't care what cone you want. They've got one. And I, and I brought it up mostly because, as we're talking about nominal speaker size, they call this a six-inch driver. Yeah. Um, that is not a six-inch driver. That driver dwarfs the six-and-a-halves that I pulled out of my door and put in uh, these. And so the outside of the um, surround, I think, is six inches on that one. Oh, and so, so it's, it's, it's almost as big as some little eight-inch drivers I have laying around the house. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, that's but when you get into your specs, if you look in your um, you know the spec sheet that shows the drawing, uh, you can get an idea right. of what the actual speaker is. But you're but right. it's always in millimeters, so I don't know what. A, yeah, we I, we need the conversion. <laughs> if on that. only we had a site called Google that could convert it. That'd be <laughs> Never awesome. I know. We, we need it. <laughs> you know, no, I actually, they make some really so, really. Hey, scroll nice back down, High Five Vega. All scroll right, back down for a second. So. What we are looking at, see this 144.89, guys? See how it's showing from the edge of the surround to the other edge of the surround? That's mm -hmm. the actual speaker Mountain. size. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm just pointing out the, the thing like that we have to deal with is putting it in a vehicle. The outer surround also matters. Oh, yeah. Because right. the holes won't always fit those. And <laughs> I just had to modify some rock for Fosgate. Uh, with a pair of uh, uh, snips to make them fit in the trooper. And I think that is why they do it. Because, I mean, even when you're looking for uh, a substitute for a speaker that you already had and you're trying to resubstitute, you need to try to figure out what's going to fit in that hole. Right. So you want something at least close. Yeah, you, yeah, you definitely, like if in car audio, let me go back so you can see here. You want to measure not only the mounting depth, but the mounting diameter as well as the flange diameter and then you want to know how much the surround sticks out and mm -hmm. your x-max because mm -hmm. all those are going to be important to you when you're putting them in a door that becomes a really big deal when you've got some drivers that that have a lot of cones sticking out uh, and yep. some of them do I, I've always just made a ring uh, for the one or two times I've done it. And so it doesn't really matter what size it is I'm gonna make a ring to go in the hole and then a ring with a yeah. hole in it for the speaker it's a lot of rings. You should just yeah. put a ring on it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, for, the, joke. For, for everybody watching, uh, we're going to have a link in the description, like affiliate links for all these. We'll also have the websites that we're going to listed as well. So you guys can check those out. Yeah. And, and there are some that we're, you know, we're not affiliated with like Maddie sound. I don't think any of us are right. affiliated with them, but you no, know, I don't we think just they want... have affiliate links. Do they? 
they may not but the thing is you know we just want to bring things to your attention some of the things are things that we've used obviously and so some of those are affiliate links because of that reason but it's not it's just right what what's good appreciate it thomas hey i agree by the way i wish I wish someone had 29 thumbs. This, I would just get them on camera just to show it. Ian <laughs> <laughs> in brings yeah. up another good one. This is actually, I'll go ahead and since That's he shared true. it. Oh yeah, go ahead. This is get one it. of my picks here. I'll go ahead and pull them up on screen so everyone can check them out. Now, are these the ones that have the wool cone? Right. Yeah, these, these are, are nice. The yeah. And these are kind of, you know, legendary. Excellent the value, DIY by the way. Ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent value. Because they're only, what are they, 30 bucks a piece, about 35? Yeah. Yeah. $32. Yeah. And then, you know, shipping. Uh, if you try to buy them on Amazon, that's why I didn't put an Amazon affiliate link because they're like $55 on Amazon. <laughs> so I was like, there's no way I'm putting that link on there. We'll just send them to Madison. Yeah. These and, have always been, and they're very flat, easy to cross over, easy to work with. Oh, Great. yeah. They are flat, aren't they? Look at that. Yeah, they're they're very flat, which they're they're a really nice speaker to use, especially in like a two way audio system. We made the mistake of of uh, not describing things well, so that those who are listening on the podcast can understand it. Uh, we we pulled up the speaker uh, on the, on the website and showed a response uh, curve, and it's flat from what 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 range is it flat from, guys? I can't see. From well, you know, it's not going to it's to about like like three four k. It's mm -hmm. flat almost. You got a dip at 1K and a bump just before at 800s. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not really. So here's the deal. There's a bump there. But look, this is one thing that people don't pay attention to is look at the scaling. So if we take a look at the, the decibel scaling on the left-hand side, this is plus or minus five decibels, right? So each line yeah. is five decibels. Most of the ones that you look at are 10 decibels. So this is going to look worse because it's zoomed in more. But that's yeah. only going up like one decibel maybe two decibels maybe, so there's a you know, spike at 5k which i'm guessing is that cone breakup is that what i'm thinking nick yeah you're gonna um, want to cut it off way before yeah you're gonna um, want to cut yeah. off probably by 2k I, you know or, or more yeah, yeah but you're, i would go past 3k with them if i was using them yeah i'd have to do some more um distortion measurements but yeah somewhere around two to three k yeah and that spike's yeah, not that huge with that scale so that's not too shabby no, 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 it's like not at the highest, the bump around 800 is probably 3 dB, which, you know, it's that's not bad. Most speakers are much worse. No, and it's in a good spot. It's not in a bad spot either. Yeah. All um, right, Nick, what pick do you have for us? I have one that both me and DIY Audio Justin have used uh, that I think is a product that a lot of people can get behind. The company I really appreciate, um, and I think it's a product that we can all get behind. It's really neat what they do. It's called Aurelic. Um, not a lot of people know about this. They sell a lot of DIY boards. Now they sell uh, old, already finished products too. So if you want to buy already finished amplifiers, you can do that. But they're amplifiers and pre-amplifiers that add whole house audio streaming to it. So basically what you can do is you can have basically the exact same song playing all throughout your house and it uses your wi-fi network or hardwired network whichever one you have or both you can mix it uh those units as well yeah so that's that's their um amazon one this is the 2.1 board my by far my favorite 2.1 board i've ever used uh they have of course it does 2.1 and then it also allows you to add fiber optic to it you can dsp it uh, it has Bluetooth. I mean, it, it has pretty much everything built in that you would want on a 2.1 board that I can think of. You change the crossover points. You can add a linkage transform. You can do all kinds of cool stuff to this thing. And and these have DSP built in? They do have DSP built in. You do have to buy the app, but the app will work on as many of their products as you want. It's $20. Well, it's cheap. Yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cheap. Um, then... That you can also do uh, multi-room streaming. So say you want to do streaming in certain part of your house, but maybe outside you want to stream something else. You can do that. Uh, you can, if you have 10 of these units, you can be playing 10 completely different songs or mismatch that however you want all the way up to playing the same song on all 10 units. Could, could you do some sort of home theater with this? If you combine boards? 
No, but it does do TWS, which uh, is a way of taking one speaker over on one side of your room and one speaker on the other side of your room and making one a left and one a right speaker. Okay. So you could do that. Um, you know, you, you do get, as with any type of wireless streaming, you're going to get a little bit of a lag. So you can, one of the ways that I use this sometimes is when I have a football game going, I'll, I'll put the audio on in like the bathroom or something. So if I have to run, you know, I can, I can still hear the game or hear what's going yeah. on without blaring it, but there's a little bit of delay. So it's a little behind the main TV. So you wouldn't necessarily want it in the very next room playing the same signal if, if it's an open room put it outside so that the uh the smokers who've come to visit can go outside and smoke and still hear right. the game yeah, exactly. yeah just hook it up to a few little exciters out there well yeah, yeah there a, you go <laughs> a lot of people want to do whole house audio and the thing is it's very inexpensive to do like their units are i would say really reasonably priced so one thing to consider, if you if you don't want to follow one of our links, uh, because there's links in my video on it, if you don't want to follow our links and you go to Amazon and you search for it, if you search for, however they pronounce it, Ehrlich, Arlick, whatever, you're going to get a bunch of acrylic nails. You're never going to find it. But if you search up to stream, it'll pop up. And that's, I think, the company's yeah. biggest problem is nobody can find it. <laughs> it it's true. I, I did right. put the links in there, one to their website and one to them. And they're very good with you, too. So if you wanted to even contact them and talk to them, they're very nice. I've never had any issues with them. In fact, if I ever just see something that's interesting, I'll just ask them and they'll send it to me pretty much, which is which is really cool. There's not a lot of companies that do that. Um in fact, they already offered to send me the fiber optic port of that board. I'm like, wait, I'm a little too busy right now, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but maybe I will because I I do really enjoy these and and this I think would be really cool for like a 2.1 sound bar. Yeah, and he said, Jesse asked, uh, what brand minus three? I'll let you guys pronounce the brand. What minus three dB? Yeah, I think he might have seen something on here says something like that. Well, what's the brand of this amplifier? How's it? Aurelic? Aurelic is what I Arilic. call it. Okay. Yeah. Like acrylic it's... without a C. Arilic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Justin, you're up. What, what's next? All right. Now this one's going to be a little bit odd. I've always, if there's something odd, it's, I'm going to be the guy who comes up with it. I'm going to recommend, oh, God forbid, a book. Oh, no. Um, all right. So um, if you really want to get into DIY audio, especially home audio, pick you up a copy of the Loudspeaker Design Cookbook by Vance Dickinson. Or is it Dixon? Dick Ason. Dickinson, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I'll give you some warnings. All the diagrams in are tiny. The text is small, so you have to get some old man readers on to read the text. Um, and it's got everything you'd ever want to know about everything. Uh, and so you can, you know, I wouldn't recommend just reading it, look stuff up because it's, it's pretty dense reading and oh. it gets mathy. It gets a lot of graphs. It gets a little bit overwhelming at time. And I tend to like that kind of stuff and I kind of get overwhelmed by it some, but they're just all kind of cool information. For example, did you know that the best uh, speaker baffle possible is a sphere? I did know that. Right. And it goes into traction issues. For right. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's a good point, um, El Fuego. Everything that's in this book can be found online. Um, <laughs> right. Everything that's in this book can be found online. There's nothing. There's nothing hidden in this book, but it's right there. And so sometimes when you're reading online sources, you don't know what what people are thinking when they write stuff. You don't know where they get their information. But um, but that's a good one if you really want to get into it and have a reference you can look through. So yeah, it's it's good to have it on hand because sometimes you you want to know a very specific question and you can sometimes find that on Google or YouTube, but a lot of times you cannot. So well, a lot of times when you go to the forums and stuff, you're getting someone's opinion, and and here you're getting you know research. Now the thing with Vance Dickinson's book, and this is why a lot of people don't understand why it's not really necessarily easy to read. Um, do you know Do you know how he he wrote this book, Justin? Uh, my understanding is he had some test equipment and just sat down and started testing. I don't really know much beyond that. So I actually sat down and talked to him um, at he's, he's at Midwest audio fest almost every year. So oh, cool. um, yeah, he's one of the, the judges and you can just talk to him. And I talked to him about it. Uh, he actually did an interview. I, I lost the footage, but I recently found it. So I'm going to try to get that video actually out on the channel. Uh, I lost it when I moved, but um, he basically 
just it was his, his own notebook. He took a notebook and was writing all these things down, things that he learned as he learned it, because it wasn't a good whole area of like where you could just go. And just the way like when you internet. when you, if you work in a laboratory, you're supposed to keep a lab notebook and you keep all your experiments in it. He just he just tracked it all like that, right? Exactly. So the first one was like really hard to follow because it was literally just his notebook that they printed and it was just kind of in whatever <laughs> whatever order yeah. it was already in. And so over the years they've redefined that and tried to make it a little bit easier and to follow. And but that's that's kind of what's going on there. And I believe that one Justin shared was the uh, seventh edition. So that's the most recent as far as I'm aware. Oh, you don't know. No, I'm just kidding. You're good. <laughs> Again, I mean <laughs> just kidding. Like I, I'm I'm always the last to know. So if I don't know something, I'm not surprised. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm unsurprised by the amount of things I do not know. So I've got one for you. If the audible physics that I shared earlier are a little too rich for your blood, maybe check these out. I know you guys, have you heard of Newark? Oh, I've heard yeah. you mention it before. Yeah, okay, you so can a lot of small parts from them too. I, I remember who they bought. They bought MCM Electronics. If you guys remember them, they sold a lot of speakers and stuff and uh, they picked them up and they still have these. These are full range. They're eight ohm, two inch, but they're 22 bucks each. And they basically have the same, you know, the same kind of uh, specs and everything as the more expensive areas that I showed you, but at a much cheaper price. You know what? I'm just going to mention this. This has nothing to do with necessarily these particular speakers, but I actually appreciate a rising high end on full range speakers because of the off axis response because you're rarely listening directly on axis so i like to yeah. actually run that off axis up a little bit higher yeah it's it these are i mean that looks good wide, man it's very it's very hard to, to keep them kind of controlled and i can't tell on this if it's showing yeah i think they're showing up to 20k well, it looks like even all the way to 30 degrees off axis, it's pretty darn good still. Yeah. Up to about 15 kilohertz, which is pretty good. Yeah, because they, they've got it measured all the way to 60. And, you know, 60, you're getting a lot of dispersion, but not too bad for $23, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. That looks great. All right. What's, what's the next one up on the block? What do you guys got? Who's next? Nick? Yeah, I'll mention this. This is, uh, um, have you guys heard of Bang and Olufsen? No, yes. never. <laughs> <laughs> We've all heard of Bang and Olufsen. They, they're known for high. I love the end. way, for those who aren't watching uh, live or on YouTube, the way the way Rob just delivers the joke, like, no, yeah. never. <laughs> That's my thing, man. See, it. <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell you right now, though, Bang and Olufsen, high end, usually very expensive. Most people in DIY, I can't say most people, a lot of people in DIY audio aren't gonna aren't gonna put their money on on that type of equipment. However, Bang and Olson created an amplifier not too long, well, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago now, uh, called Ice Power. And they re, they have sold that off since then. And ice power amplifiers you could not get as a consumer. So DIY guys, forget it. You're not getting ice power. And so Parts Express bought. I bought a bunch of these ice power boards anywhere from what the first one is, I don't know, a hundred, I don't know, 50 watts each, I think, or so all the way up to a thousand watts. And these things are fantastic. In fact, the 500,000 watt modules, I've used the 500 watt modules. They actually have a built-in, see that, that silver part of it, that's a built-in heat sink on that thing. And that wow. thing is no, the uh, uh, one next to it to your left, the over 311. Here. Yep. That one. See that big silver thing that goes all the way underneath it, and on the other side, it's just a big piece of aluminum that's um, silver. And Ghent Audio, G H E N T Audio, there's a link in the description, sells cases for these that you can actually buy already made, and you can put these right in it. And these are plug and play amplifiers. They're very very simple. I created a video uh, how to make a hi-fi amplifier, how to make a three thousand dollar hi-fi amplifier for I don't know three hundred bucks using yeah. these these uh, units and uh, and I show you how to how to wire these but they're very simple to wire these are uh, man these are cool a thousand watts for 129 dollars so no if you go back to the website I want to I want to yeah. there's a little bit of confusion to that on yeah, the let me share this because I was so there's two modules there's the a module so see that's right. like the thousand a 
that's like a sister board. So it plugs uh, into, see this? What? Go scroll back down a little. See yeah. that? Yep. Click on that. That's the ASP board. The ASP board has the built in power supply and an amplifier. Now you can hook up to two more amplifiers to this. So you could make a 3000 watt amplifier using this board. So it's 249 for the ASP and then an additional 100 for every 1000 watts you want to add onto that up to three. Oh, okay. So, so how do these um, how do these compare to Dayton Audio's kind of less expensive the the KAB little Bluetooth things? I've I've had a couple of those and yeah, you know, they were fun to play around with. But as I as I look back, I would have a hard time just strongly recommending. They're fun to play around with. So it's how, really, how does, it's really funny that you bring that up. Um, Audio Hawks, if you you guys are familiar with Audio Hawks, they actually did this great. Uh, Attack of the Clone Amplifiers, what they called it. It was a great article in all of the high-end companies, whether it was be PS Audio, Rotel, all hi-fi companies use these particular, these exact same amplifiers in it, and they all charged a completely different price. And guess what was different? Nothing. I mean, nothing. Right, there, was, there was maybe one or two small things, but nothing really that was different. And so when I say, like, really, you're buying a three or $5,000 amplifier, that's what they were charging for these three to $5,000 back then. Yeah. And you can buy them now for, you know, what what was that, 200 bucks or something like that, you know? And yeah. the 200 watts, you can build the whole thing, case and everything, for $300. And it's plug and play. All you need is the case, and you're ready to go. Yeah, Gantt Audio sells it case with cable kit, and I would recommend gotcha. that. The cables are gotcha. cut to length. Because that's that's where I've run into trouble with these things. I get in the middle of building something. The same thing with the like the Arlick board. If you're going to buy that board, buy buy their little kit that goes with it. Buy buy a bunch of parts to go with it, because the last thing you want to do is be out there with these tiny little amplifiers and tiny little parts and go, I don't, I don't have everything I need. Exactly, <laughs> you know? yeah. So I always tell people, hey, if you've always wanted a Rotel amplifier or, you know, you want a PS Audio and you were like, man, I just don't, I can't spend $5,000 on one or Wired for Sound was another one that used these. Just go ahead and buy these units and and build one. Yeah. I, I'd like to power test one of these. Oh, just man. To, just we to gotta see. Talk, we got to do RX tunes, man. Listen to that right there. That's. Oh, yeah. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. <laughs> said best episode yet guys that's awesome anytime Appreciate we're talking that. about gear that's <laughs> so justin what I, I let me pick one for you that you have pick, pick one for me go ahead I, 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 highly, I put a list ahead of time i i highly recommend this product here uh-oh all right give me a second it's got to load <laughs> that's, a, that's it's okay is that slow yeah it wouldn't, it wouldn't share why it was. I, I can't figure out what it is. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, this is um, the the Duratex. Now, Parts Express sells two different versions of this. I haven't tried their newer one yet. Uh, I always go for the the Duratex because it always comes with the roller, and the other yeah. one you have to pay for the can and the roller separate, and it comes out to be two bucks more, and not would rather save two bucks on something. I love this stuff because it's just so idiot proof. My last speaker I just posted this weekend, I covered the back. It's a home theater subwoofer, the back with this and the bottom, and then just around the edge of the bottom because it makes a nice contrast. And it, it's just idiot proof. If you can put paint on a roller and not spill it and make a huge mess, you can make a speaker look good with this. Uh, Nick, have you, have you used this, Nick? I haven't, but the two things I would say about Duratex that most people don't realize is one, Duratex goes a lot longer than it, it it seems. So people see a gallon of it, it's like 50 bucks. They're like, oh, well, that gallon's going to last you a lot of speakers. It's not going to be just one speaker. And two, it gives a rough finish on the end, right? It gets a real rough finish on the end. It's kind of like a PA style finish. Keep that in mind. I, I'm not necessarily always a, a fan of that look. But it's it hides your edges really well. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. Uh, a second coat will cover up most blemishes, especially if you're real careful and glue on some stuff wherever you've got like a, a nail hole or something to make sure it's covered well. Uh, it's supposed to be water resistant or waterproof. And when you're done, you get a look that's a whole lot like uh, what you would get if you were to go buy, say, PA speakers that have been covered with like a, a PA speaker vinyl. And uh, I think Duratech makes a white version that I've heard you can tint to a different color. Mm -hmm. I've had no experience with that. I have no idea where you get it tinted at. Will they do that at like Home Depot for you? 
Um, you can do it yeah. yourself with a, with a tint color. Oh, I didn't know that. You have to do it yourself, much like Raptor Liner. And, and this finish is a lot like Raptor Liner. It's like for car audio, all these car audio boxes you see with the, the textured black finish, rubberized, this is actually, I prefer the, the Duratex over those even. I think it comes out a little bit nicer. So a lot of kind of bed liner materials have more of a sandpaper consistency. Yeah. And so this is smooth and bubbly is how I would describe it. And the best part is it just takes 30 minutes to dry. So you can have two coats done in an hour and a half and then, you know, turn the speaker over and do another hour and a half on the bottom. And I don't know about y'all, but when I'm working on a project, usually in a few hours, my wife's going to say, Hey, I got to pull my car in the garage. So I don't want to scrape my windshield in the morning. And so I've got to, I got to have things done. Uh, projects have to get yeah. done quick and I don't have time for complicated finishes to sit and dry unless I'm on the ball and started on a Friday night. Uh, and I'm never, <laughs> I'm never on the ball starting things on a Friday night. It's just, it's just so idiot proof. Yeah, thirty bucks for is that a gallon or the quart? That's the quart. That's the quart. Yeah, yeah, thirty or bucks a for a quart. A pint, a pint, oh, yeah, a pint. Gotcha. Um, that size container can easily cover a four cubic foot speaker box. I bet it's. I bet it covers about ten to twelve square feet. Yeah, I mean, but a four cubic foot box is a yeah, uh, ten to twelve what, square feet wait, exactly what it says. I know, I yeah. read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll, that'll cover a four cubic foot speaker box and and have twenty five percent left. And if you're if you're running low on it, hit it with some black spray paint so nothing pokes through, and then do one coat of Duratex on it. <laughs> I think if you're not going to buy anything else, we we mentioned on here, I would re definitely recommend you at least try this small pint and see what you think about it. And I guarantee you, you'll be impressed with, with the result you get. Well, it, it does make finishing the speaker much easier. A lot of people like this, especially in home theater behind the screen stuff, because yeah. no one ever sees it and it's not shiny. So it's not reflective. So if you have something like uh, an acoustically transparent screen, well, it's not going to shine off of your speakers, right? It's going to die in the back, which is nice. I don't know if they still stock it or not, but they also have a smaller size that's in like a little plastic bag. Right. I remember that. Uh, and so if you don't want to spend 30 bucks on a can just to try it out, um, you I mean, can go honestly, that route. I mean, 30 bucks is the same you're going to be paying for like a, a even a, a cheap gallon of paint. I know it's, well, a, it's a pint, but the pint, it, it goes a long ways. It really does. It goes pro probably farther than a gallon of paint would. Yeah. Well, you know, compare it to stain plus poly. You're not that yeah. much more expensive. Compare it to some type of nice adhesive plus carpet, you know, or vinyl. Vinyl, if you want to get yeah. expensive, cover your speakers in vinyl. And I've got, you know, I've got some, uh, oh, oh, the speaker yeah. right back up here has some um, veneer on the front of it. Oh, well, that veneer sheet was 60 bucks. I mean, it was two foot by eight foot. So it wasn't that one little piece. Yeah. Uh, and that was a scrap I had left over, but you can drop 60 bucks on veneer. And still have yeah. to glue it on and still have to paint it. And you can have a hundred bucks worth of it. 3M uh, adhesive is, is $12, 13 bucks. If you use Weldwood, that's going to be like $17 for the smallest can. So, yeah. So there's, there's one more thing that I really wanted to bring up. I'm going to not mention the overnight sensations. Uh, most people know about those. Uh, the only reason why I brought that kit up is because it's Baltic birch and it's nice because it's easy to finish. But yeah. I really want to bring up this soldering iron. This is by Xtronic. I had okay. never heard of Xtronic before. I don't know if you guys had. One of my buddies said, hey, you should really look at these Xtronic soldering irons. I'm like, all right. So I bought one. Dude, it's the best soldering iron I've ever used. And it's so inexpensive. It's about $55. Oh, it's wow. got the helping hands already on the. Okay. Um... So this is the newer model. I didn't have this one. But yeah, it has the helping hands already on. You can plug up your solder spool right there. So it's the whole station right there. It's a soldering Oh, wait, station. zoom in on the helping hands. On the end of the helping hands, there's rubber uh, tips. the rubber yeah. so that you're not cutting through the wire with your super strong <laughs> helping hands like most of these things seem or, to have. Or if you get it too hot on the end, it'll melt through and then the metal will go through. So, you know, another nice thing for that. And it's variable. It does allow you to do either Fahrenheit or Celsius. And if you scroll down just a little, yeah, See, it's got the in the temperature gauge. No, go back in the temperature thing. It'll show you like in the green the and then it'll to the red. So red's like, oh man, that's hot. Be careful. Green, you're pretty good. This, <laughs> what the heck are you doing? This cold. <laughs> you know? how, how stiff are the wires on that uh, on that soldering iron part? I've noticed like soldering stations that I've bought, the wire is so thick and unmanageable. 
they, you basically need, even though the soldering station is only this big, you need, you know, roughly five foot of space to be able to use it properly. I have it right here. You're talking about this. Yeah. So loose. It's awesome. Oh, there you go. And the thing with this too, is it's really long. Like you can't tell, but it's really long, which is really nice too. Um, this is, you know, like I said, I had the older one. This is the 3020. That's the 3020 XTS. Yeah. But uh, it's mine's a little dusty. But it's nice, too, with that sponge and the cleaning stuff right there to clean off yep. real quick. It, it just makes it really nice. Uh, there's a lot of good. Okay, that's, that's the deal breaker for me. I like that. What? The cleaning to be easily clean your tips and stuff or what? What? The cable. Because, like I said, oh, yeah. I bought actually a cheap, uh, a cheap one. And it's a very popular one from Parts Express. I'm not going to name the one it is, but it uh, the cable is so bulky that you cannot. I mean, I would have to use my entire desk to be able to use it properly to have to have room for it and not have it pull itself over. Oh, that's not good. That's so, you're going to burn a I'm finger. Not sure. like that. I'm not sure if you're talking about stall, but I used stall before this, and I was. I, this is night and day significantly better. Yeah. I've used some variable temperature ones as well. This thing, by the way, heats up like that i mean you turn it on and it's hot within 10 seconds i mean it's that's i mean awesome. all the way up i mean it's just yeah, that's really important i mean yeah, yeah cause the last <laughs> <laughs> got it. Uh, that's that's important because you don't i mean most of my soldering uh is terrible because i'm impatient <laughs> well, i had one that took like 10 <laughs> minutes to like i was like oh my gosh is it still not hot yet no, at it's that point, throw it away. You can't. <laughs> That's, that that was the stall, I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it wasn't. That was that was a cheap one. It wasn't. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I've got a stall that seems to do just fine. Um, I haven't yeah. used it after I got a, a butane one because I don't like having cords. Yeah. The uh, I, as a matter of fact, I threw mine in the trash. The stall that I had, um, because it irritated me that bad. And once I got the Milwaukee, I was like, you know what? I'm not desoldering uh, chipboards and stuff, so I don't need this this uh, big station. So you're gone. Yeah. But I have one last pick, and I actually have props for this one. So let me share the screen, let you guys check it out, and let me grab the props. Four-inch coaxial. So that's like one of those coincident speakers where you've got a separate yeah, wire. The props are gone. I What's forgot wrong? to put them out in the garage, but oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had them in here. But anyways, the I just ordered a pair of these, and these are the coincident style coax, at, meaning you can basically buy amp the tweeter from the mid range at a four inch and at fifty two dollars. This is pretty stellar at, in my little bit of testing that I've done with them. Have you guys had any experience or seen them? I've not. No. And I mean, these little guys are pretty, pretty thick. And so on the image that we pulled up, you can see terminals on the right and the left side. And there's what looks to be a ground wire or something grounded through the magnet. And I'm guessing it's going through the pole piece. Right. Um, and headed. Nick, Nick, we can't hear you all of a sudden. I looked down, uh, I saw Nick's lips moving and no sound coming out of his know. mouth. So he must have pulled a pull the plug. <laughs> yeah, he, must have, he must have muted himself. I did. Are you guys, can you hear me now? We can hear yes, you. Yes, yes. What? Yeah, that right-hand side is for the tweeter. That's yep. where the tweeter wires go, and then the left-hand side is for the mid. Yep. And there's no built-in crossover on this, is that right? No, no crossover whatsoever. So if you if you want to use these like a true coaxial, you're going to have to put your own crossover in line. Yeah, but still, that's really cool. And, you know, a lot of people like concentric and coaxial drivers. Andrew Jones is a huge concentric speaker. I mean, if you take a look at Andrew Jones's designs, uh, if you're familiar with Pioneer and ELAC, he works for right. ELAC now. And most of the ELACs you're going to see will have a woofer on the bottom and then a coaxial, or some people call it concentric speaker, on top. And it would be very similar to something like this where – you know, well, there's a there's a lot of good reasons to to do that because we talked about you know our last episode the ideal speaker it would be just something that can play from 20 hertz to 20,000, and this is getting one step closer to that, and I don't know what it is that makes a coincident speaker like this better than the old school coaxials that we use in car audio. What is it that makes this better? 
on on these particular they don't have a pole piece up sometimes that kind of messes the driver up because the tweeter's sitting flush but actually you don't have to cut the wires to make them buy amp them yourself that's the main advantage well and the other thing is and i i don't know i've never used this particular driver but where the tweeter is placed in conjunction with the woofer they are probably pretty close to being time aligned like physically time aligned which which helps a lot too i i don't know if it is physically time aligned i would have to do tests on that but uh, that would that would be another yeah but it's ideal you know i originally bought these i thought about putting them on the dash are a little bit too big for that uh once i got them in and i kind of seen what i wanted to do so that's not going to happen i'll figure out something else to do with them but that would be ideal if you can have your main base or your mid base driver down low and then these up top and have almost all of your sound coming out of those that that would help you out quite a bit as far as imaging well sp acoustics usually makes good stuff and that's one of the things you'll notice is that maddie sound has different speakers than than parts express and and that's designed that way you guys uh, typically the competing you're not going to find competing brands at parts express and maddie so you're going to find different drivers at different places yeah for sure and you know it's for good reason that way you have a place to shop at one or the other rx tunes ask if uh we had silver flutes yes i had silver flutes oh you gotta you gotta go back and watch the watch the replay to find out the answer to that question don't go telling people the answer until they watch the replay man the answer yeah. is you might find it if you watch it again. Well, forget <laughs> what I told you. Just rewatch is what. <laughs> he, he already said he was going to rewatch it. Um, yeah, those silver flutes are, are a nice one as well. I think we got through our whole list, didn't we? I got through my whole. I know Justin's got some more. You, you want to go one got more? Tons of things. Um, I actually yeah, one more. We got a few minutes. And yeah, then we got one more. I can do one more. Uh, can you bring up the the link to that big heavy piece of equipment uh, from Harbor Freight? Oh, okay. Let's do that. Let's here. grab that one. Now, this one might be you know the oh, you know, yeah. when Rob Rob brought this up and he said, "Hey, we're going to do hidden gems for DIY," and I'm sitting here going, "There's so much. It could be anything because when you're doing DIY, you got to just do a lot of stuff yourself, y'all." Um, this right here is the back saver. Uh, they have one that's a little bit cheaper that does a uh, 500 pounds doesn't lift quite as high. Uh, if you're if you've got a big heavy speaker box and no one around to help you pick it up, don't pick it up. The the amount of money you're going to spend on the MRI so they can confirm that you've you've uh, blown a disc out is a whole and the pain and suffering is a whole lot more than what this cart cost. And um, other brands sell these things. So if you're moving a lot of heavy stuff around, grab one of these. This one's uh, lifts up to 34 inches, the same height as my table saw, and therefore all my outfeed tables. If I've got something heavy that I need moving around that I don't want to pick up, just stick it on that thing and roll it around. Well, you know, that might be a good idea, too. You could actually put some MDF on that, bring it down a little, and make it even and turn it into an outfeed table, for that matter. A small one. It wouldn't be be huge. It wouldn't be. And unloading wood from your truck as well. Right. You can get it up level where you can just slide it off, basically. Yep. A lot of me, because... You know, some people can lift a whole sheet of plywood. I used to could, and I can't anymore. Um, you know, if I did that, I'd be out, and I wouldn't even. You'll know if I do that because you won't see a video for six to eight uh, weeks, probably. Um, so yeah, kids do the same for free. That no, kids are not free. I promise you, kids cost one two hundred seventy nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, the tool bear guy loves these too. He he endorses yeah. them as well. But um, you know, get get the one from. Um, Northern tool. If you don't like Harbor freight, just you know, uh, get one of those things just because, you know, don't bust your back. And, it, and, you know, and what you can do is you can build your shop furniture so you can just lift it with that and move shop furniture around. There's all <laughs> kinds of things you can do with it. Yeah, for sure. That that's a, uh, that's a solid tool. I mean, any tool that can help you make the job easier can be worthwhile, especially wow. when you're talking about your back. My only complaint with it is the locking wheels that lock the lock it steady. Uh, uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to be pushing a lot of things around, yeah, you can usually get your quad buck upstairs. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> Derek, yeah, Derek, audio labs. Um, yeah, because that's it. You could have put that on this table uh, and lifted it up and gotten the quad box into the back of your SUV. To go upstairs, you're going to need High Five Vega at least. At least. Have you seen the guns on that guy? Oh, man. <laughs> D's bigger than me, man. He's a strong feller. 
Well, then both of you. <laughs> He's just super old. I mean, <laughs> y'all can't be any older than I, I am. <laughs> so, y'all want to talk about what we're doing starting next week? Oh, yeah, it is starting next week. Yeah. So, yeah. Boy, is that when it starts? Kill. I'll go ahead and start that. So, next week, after our normal show, so it'll be on my channel. So, I'll go ahead and talk about after our normal show, we're going to do a patron only sound advice where patrons can ask us questions and things of that nature. If you are not a patron and you want to get in on it, we will allow you to get in on it. There's going to be a, a fee just because, you know, we, our patrons were, we're doing this because they support us. So uh, there will be a fee for that. If you want to do it, uh, we'll put it up on the sound device website and probably each one of our channels, maybe in the, yeah. In yes. the description thing. Yeah. So and, we'll do and it'll be at the ten dollar level for any of our patrons. We'll be able to get it, and we'll have a $10 separate link. Up. Yeah, ten dollars and up. Yeah, yeah, ten dollars and up. Correct, and we'll have a separate link, so we'll be able to send that link out through Patreon, and you'll have it the night before the show. And then, you know, when the regular show ends, we go to the next one, and you'll be there asking questions. Yep, and if you can't make it, you go ahead and get your questions in early to us, and we'll make sure to answer them anyway. <laughs> it's not that much <laughs> crap chest. <laughs> It'll probably be like $25 or something. If you really, really want it. Uh, just if you want in on one and you have a lot of questions that you really want to ask us, this might be a good, good time to get those, those questions answered. Um, yeah. Or just hang out and have a conversation where we're not just talking about our stuff. We're talking to you guys. Yeah. And you know, if you're not cool. a patron, you know, we'd love to all have you as, as patrons. Cause we all do cool stuff on our, on our Patreon. Um, y'all know that I'm really kind of a spreadsheet geek. And so everything I do, I, I make a spreadsheet for it. I just upload my spreadsheets to the Patreon. I do early access. Um, patrons have already seen next week's video, um, or at least parts of it. So, um, and I always try to give a lot of value to my patrons because these are people who are actually putting a lot of, uh, effort into helping me out. Um, so, you know, what, what do y'all do special for your patrons? Mine get my speaker build plans for free, uh, depending on what tier you're in. So, you know, if, if you, I have paid versions of my speaker plans, like the Dinas and things of that nature, and you get that one-on-one -on -one access. So if you have questions on it, I can answer those. I also, the, the soundstage 15, which is probably my favorite two channel speaker listening ever that I've made or listened to for that matter. Um, that's only 500 bucks to build really cheap for an amazing sound quality like that. Uh, my patron actually asked me to design those for him and he'd been a longstanding patron. So I said, sure, why not? So we built those, you know, so there, there's all kinds of perks that you get. I don't do that. You know, if it's your first month in and you're like, build me a speaker, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I do like some early content when I get it done, I'll post that up early. I do behind the scenes stuff. I do shout outs in the video, uh, shout outs, whether you're just seen in the video, as far as uh, your name being posted, that type of stuff. Yeah. Th there's all kinds of reasons. And we all have like corporate sponsor level patrons uh, so, so, uh, tier. So if you're a, if you're, yeah. if you're from a large business and would like to help our small channels out, uh, we'd, we'd definitely love to hear from you. Yeah. So guys, what do you guys have going on uh, this, this week before we get off? Go ahead and go first, Justin. So um, I have already gotten next week's video finished. Uh, for the first time ever, I'm a, an entire weekend ahead. My goal is to get to get to the where I'm two weeks ahead on my videos. Uh, I have the nastiest uh, subwoofer video uh, ever to be posted on YouTube coming up on my channel this next weekend. It'll, it'll drop Friday middle of the day. And these guys here have already seen a little a little sneak peek of it, but it is the nastiest video uh, subwoofer video on YouTube. Nice. I, I've got, <laughs> no, it's not. It's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's nasty and nice. Uh, I've got 12V Talk coming up. Uh, me and Big D are doing 12V Talk. We're going to be announcing a challenge again. If you guys know, you know. If you don't, come find out Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. I do reverse polarity on Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Central with Dean. That's the, uh, that's the adult show. So, yeah, come have fun. Uh, leave the kids at home. And that's what I got coming up. I got some more video stuff for next Monday, but I just dropped a Crunch SA1 or 2100.1 amp, a $90 sub amp. Um, it says 2100 watts on it. Watch the video and find out. What you got coming up, Nick? 
Um, the eighty dollars subtle for build <laughs> again. Um, and if you haven't caught the the fifteen inch build with the the, you know, I say JBL clone. It's not really JBL clone. It's it's inspired by the JBL SRX eight fifteen. I I saw those speakers. And I said, I wonder if I can build something better. I think I did for significantly cheaper. Uh, my only person that the only other person that's built them to this date thinks they're the greatest speakers she's ever heard. And I think they're really good, especially for two channel music. Amazing. So if you haven't got a chance to check that out, check that out. I'm going to start doing a little bit more, um, just kind of talking about, uh, things that are going on with like questions that you have in audio related stuff. So like, for example, can a speaker measure well and still sound bad? Things like that. We're going to, I'm going to start doing more of those conversational style videos, for you guys as well. Yeah, sounds good. I'm uh, I'm ready to see what you guys come out with, and I'm ready to uh, for next week. I don't know what the topic's going to be, but we're going to be on your channel, right? It's going to be on my channel. Yep. Yep. Toys DIY Audio. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing with your life? Also, subscribe to the DIY Audio Guy because we rotate this. This is it on one channel every week, and you guys do not want to miss it. So with that. I just got to say, 